0: This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by ComicBookClick.com. That's it, people. ComicBookClick.com is the one stop for all things ComicBookClick, our merchandise, our articles, and every single episode of the Major Issues Podcast. Visit ComicBookClick.com and remember, you, yes you, are worthy. Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you could only be here for one reason, That's it's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you by ComicBookClick.com, and as always, I am never alone. Sir, please introduce yourself.
1: Bonjour, I am Dan the Comic Book Man.
0: You, <laughs> Dan the Comic Book Man. Have you been French? Have you, you been French? I've,
1: I've engaged in some, you know, croissants lately.
0: Oh, baguettes. A baguette I love me some baguettes. Uh... The world was rocked last week, Dan. Um, Turns out we, not, we may not be going to movie theaters for quite some time. Uh, it's been announced that HBO is going to be releasing a lot of their highly anticipated 2021 uh, films. Not in theaters, but on HBO Max. This has kind of been a game of chicken that's been going around, right? Where all these studios have not known exactly how they wanted to handle things with covid and i guess hbo is feeling um, brave enough or strong enough with max to take this chance um so the first film that will be released that was supposed to be released in theaters that we'll be covering right here on the major podcast is wonder woman 1984 and in lucky countries that are not fully on lockdown um we've got some first hand accounts of well, the film are they lucky everyone, or are we just you know mismanaging the hell out of this virus uh, Neither here nor there. All I know is I can't go see one of the women in theaters. <laughs> but. We can sit right here and watch it, though. Where it is available, people have been seeing the film and they've been saying that it's good. I'm, I'm going to wonder how um, how not being able to see it in theaters is going to affect people's experience over watching the film. I, as anyone who's been to the Comic Book Click headquarters, have a projector. So I really don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah, my literally. roommate has a humongous sound system, and he's he has a plasma television, all that for specifically watching films. But to those who don't have that, are you know how is that viewing experience going to be? I How think some that? people
1: are going to have to watch it on their phone. And they're not going to enjoy that once they have to watch it on like, their phone. Like, shouldn't
0: people be watching Wonder Woman on the way to work?
1: You anyone no, what i before. Mean, no, I watch all my movies on my phone. That's yeah, that's yeah, literally
0: yeah. where I... Both these movies that we're covering today,
1: I watched on my phone. Well, I watched half here and the other, the, the other half on my phone. Like, so some people are much more comfortable. I know a lot of people that are literally more comfortable just laying down with their head just like this. And they don't need the giant screen to catch everything. Because some people aren't watching movies for... Color palettes and yeah. cinematography and camera framing. That's me. That's your roommate. That's uh, you know. It's like certain people. Right. Uh, but even so, I get a chance to watch these movies now that I was gonna want to see that I wouldn't be able to see in theaters if I didn't have the money for it.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, and there, it's some big blocks, box office um, names, Blockbuster franchises that will be all coming straight to our convenience. Like right. Like I said, like any any device that has this app, you'll be able to watch these tremendous movies and. Right before this happened, DC and Warner Brothers, sorry, DC, you know, DC Warner Brothers, Disney, and Marvel had slates of, of movies that they thought were going to be coming out this year. Um, most notably Wonder Woman and Black Widow, respectively. But the entire um, MCU timeline has shifted as far as release dates are concerned because of Black Widow being halted, which means Shang-Chi gets halted, which means Doctor Strange gets halted. We're still supposed to be getting WandaVision, I'd want to say the second week of January, and you know we'll be covering that here but we it's the first time i ever felt like i realized how spoiled we were (laughs) i realized how spoiled we were when it came to the frequentness of comic book releases um the the palette all you know the the many different kinds of comic book movies that there are out there um we're lucky And that leads us exactly into our topic for today because there was a time where there wasn't many cinematic, straight-to-the-movie theaters, comic book movies. In fact, there were very few and far between. Right. Most notably, you know, um, Batman 89 was a huge one. The Superman series, also huge. Would that really be it as far as comic book movies that went, like, notable? Superman is is, is is up there. Yeah, Superman is... The first Superman is, like, the poster... All, that whole experience is, is lauded as, like, that's a million-dollar franchise. Soon as we did, soon as they did that movie, they really figured out how much that get we didn't even get like, stuff like
1: fan- yeah, Phantom and the Crow and stuff like that. But that was all the 90s. I'm talking about, right. like, specifically from 77 Donner's Superman to 89. Right. Very few and far
0: between to the point you only got Superman in theaters. And then you also got things like uh, Supergirl, which wasn't great, that came out in between those two films. Um, you had and- West Craven Swamp Thing. Right. We also covered an early 90s Captain America that was terrible. Like, they seem to really have a hard time trying to nail down these characters, um, you know, at earlier times, like you said, especially like the 70s and the 80s, where people are trying to take these intellectual properties and make full films with them. Now, a Marvel movie hitting a billion is elementary. That's just what's going to happen. But before, when a lot of these properties were untested, Um, people weren't trying to take chances on them they weren't they definitely weren't trying to spend money on them (laughs) that's one thing that we know definitely these guys definitely weren't trying to spend money on properties that they didn't really understand Um, and thus we get to straight to tv comic book movie adaptations or comic book movies i should just say Um, and we decided to bring back a major issues classic the witch was worse. Uh, the episode. classic. This would be the eighth episode of which was that, worse. This really would be eight
1: episodes. This is eight because we do them at once a season, once a, a quarter. Season, like yeah. yeah, so like uh,
0: every three months essentially it has been two two years roughly. Yeah, um, since we first started doing because the...
1: we started doing like uh, which was worse around like like twenty
0: weeks in. Yeah, around 20, 30 weeks in. Yep, yep. So like. Um, we would we were looking around to see what movies, and we still have a lot of bad movies out there that we could cover if we wanted to. But I, in particular, wanted Dan to watch uh, the Justice League of America nineteen ninety seven um TV pilot. It's basically well, this has is been something for... you've
1: been wanting me. To... You've shown me clips for like years now. Like... It's
0: basically a made for TV movie. Um, oh, sorry, a made for TV. Yeah, maybe a TV movie, but that acts as a backdoor pilot. No, it's, uh,
1: it's called an unsuccessful TV
0: pilot when right. you look it up online. And it, this was also deemed so bad that they didn't want to release it. And when, thinking, <laughs> when, when sitting and thinking about what of its era could probably go up against this, I was looking through comic book movies of the past, and I bumped into The Trial of the Incredible Hulk, another straight-to-TV um, movie. Based Another on the service of show. a backdoor pilot, based on, this on the was show, one hundred percent supposed to be a backdoor pilot. Um, for the only thing was, I had never seen Trial of the Incredible Hulk, but I had seen Justice League. I knew Justice League for a fact was terrible. Was not too sure about Trial of the Incredible Hulk. We actually full disclosure got to see it together. Yes, Trial of the Incredible yes, Hulk. Yes, I mean, you just you just threw it on. It was on Tubi. Um, yes, it's on Tubi for free, uh, in case you guys want to pause it, this episode now, because it'll be full oh, of And also, because I have
1: to also tell, tell you, it wasn't uh, Vimeo that I saw Justice League on. Uh, anybody that wants to watch it, it's on Daily Motion. Yes. Um, Daily Motion has all the entire movie start to finish.
0: If you go to our Facebook and you see the post talking about this, the link is there for the Daily Motion. You put the one. link for Daily Motion? Yeah. Nice. The link is there for the Daily Motion thing, and also... Uh, points you to Tubi. To yeah, Tubi the, is uh, free
1: for anybody. All you gotta do is deal with commercials. But literally, these commercials ain't even that bad. No, they're not. Not. They're, they're, I hardly not to even... get the
0: quality that, like, because the Incredible Hulk is a bit of an older film, so you want to get as best quality of it as you can. Because I could imagine a ripped version of this. Would oh, probably terrible, 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 especially with a lot of the dark scenes and and you know Whew. certain people. There was a all black. lot of dark scenes. Yeah. yeah. So, um. Yes, I figured uh, pitting these two things uh, up against each other. And full disclosure, I did like *Trial of the Incredible Hulk* (laughs) on my first time going around. So I started to think to myself, maybe, just maybe, I uh, trapped myself into a corner. But I never do that. That's my mind works independently (laughs) of everything else. And it it, it knew, it knew. After reviewing both films again, I think I have a strong case in which, uh, where I can fight and say that. The Trial of the Incredible Hulk might be worse than Justice League 1997, which is a big, uh, you know, that's a big statement to I can't to wait make. to see these
1: mental gymnastics. Let me start stretching now. Get uh, the powder great. on my
0: hands. I'm, I'll actually be the gentleman, and I'll go first in talking about the good that is the Justice League of America before let's, you get into your Hulk.
1: Let's do this. Um,
0: but... I also wanted to say that what I found, I also found something funny. And I might have to go into the bigger archives for this. But I think most of the time, when given a which was worse with Marvel and DC, I end up defending the DC property.
1: Uh, I can tell you right now. You defended... Catwoman. J- you defended Green Lantern. You defended Catwoman. You... Batman. B- Batman. Uh, you defended... What did we... We did... No, that was the only Marvel versus DC that we really did. Because yeah. after that was all Marvels.
0: So this is four. Half of... Half of the one. Half of the witch was... Well, no, and we also did double DCs, didn't we?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Superman and Batman. <laughs> Superman and Batman.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, And then... Yeah, I guess that would be it. That's the only full DC and then three Marvel versus DCs. So, I wouldn't even count because so be I had to... This would be the...
0: Fourth Marvel vs. DC. This would be
1: our fourth... Mar- so, of our four Marvel versus
0: DCs... I picked DC every four, time. Four out of four times. Yeah. So... I may be in the back for this, <laughs> I, you know. I may, I may be showing my cards a little bit too early. I am. I, I self-professed uh, more of a DC Comics fan oh, I'm than I am. One hundred percent more fan. of a Marvel than
1: a DC. But I think I should also give some full disclosure. I think these two movies are per, are good. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I here. just want to put it down right now for everybody to know. Like before we start, before I start ripping this movie to shreds, which I will do. Oh, I just think it's it it's only fair to let everybody know my that yes. Yesterday and today was my first time watching. Justice League of America TV pilot and I don't think it's bad like I think these are two of the better movies that
0: we have had on which is worse right um and this was the first time there was ever I think when we did no no yeah I think it's the first time ever where there was there was a movie in which is worse that I hadn't seen um would, with, the only time we had this we, I, didn't, I hadn't seen Electra or Catwoman when we did that one so you that didn't was also see pretty su- funny I
1: didn't see Superman 4 when right. we did that so I guess that would be the... And then everything else, I've seen everything else. Yeah. So, so this, re- was,
0: this was eye-opening as far as uh, Daredevil was concerned. But um, the Justice League of America well, was a 1997 television film and an unsuccessful pilot produced by CBS, the same people who tried to do Supergirl uh, and didn't really, you know. And directed by Felix Enrique Arcala, based on a team of fictional DC comic superheroes from the comic of the same name. The film centers on female meteorologists on a female meteorologist who gains superpowers and is later inducted into the Justice League, while the city of New Metro is held for ransom by a terrorist armed with a weather controlled device. The film is interjected with mock interviews of members of the Justice League, speaking about life as superheroes in the past tense preceding the events Bro, of the film. Bro, that was the funniest thing. They're just chilling. Wait, yeah. Why weren't they in full costume? If this is an interview, they just gave the entire world their alter ego. I get that. And I'm going to get... I, I will go into that. Holy crap. Uh, as per the rules of Which is Worse, both of us will read uh, a pretty truncated synopsis of our uh, films, um then we'll talk about what we like what we don't, and then we will switch over so this is basically the account of the things that go in on in uh just league of america nineteen ninety seven the protagonist Tori olaf's daughter Olaf's daughter is a meteorologist working for at the eno meteor meteorological this is gonna whoop my ass <laughs> at a weather institute uh, <laughs> And she will later become ice. The city of New Metro is faced with a tornado controlled by a terrorist calling himself the Weatherman. The Flash dissipates the tornado using his super speed. And Green Lantern, Fire, and, and uh, the Atom use their powers to save civilians. We are also shown the other side of their lives of this Justice League as Fire is an inspiring actress struggling to make it big. The Atom is a scientist. No, oh, he's a teacher. He's a science teacher. The Flash is out of work and... Uh, Green Lantern is having some relationship issues. Tori stumbles upon a hidden device in the lab where she works. While investigating its use, she spills water on it, and it strikes her with a strange blue electricity. <laughs> she is unarmed. And le- I'm just imagining this thing in my head. She is unarmed and leaves the lab for home, uh, freezing everything she touches. In route, she sees a man drowning. Uh, when she attempts to rescue him, the water freezes around her. The JLA, believing her to be the weatherman, abducts and interrogates her. They release her, and Tori believes it was all simply a bad dream. Oh my god, that
1: line was the worst line ever. This is what I get for eating cold pizza before bed. Why does everybody who who thinks the nights before that was a bad dream, blames it on eating cold food before bed? Well, we were also dealing with
0: a lot of weird electronics that were sending signals and stuff like that and we always try to blame it on something like yeah sure it's not the new technology that, that where everyone's shooting uh uv rays at each other and all that kind of stuff with satellites and you standing too close to the microwave and all that stuff going on no no it's none of that it's the pizza it was cold pizza it was the cheese pizza that you had yesterday like it um, gave
1: some lucid pizza fever dream
0: uh, that sounds actually like some kind of deliciousness delicious nightmare that's my new rock band name all right you picked it yeah delicious nightmare I'll have a new one by the end of the, uh, end of the episode. So, the JLA suspects that Tori's timid colleague, Arliss Hopke, is the weatherman. New Metro is attacked again, this time by golf, golf ball-sized hailstones. Which is
1: also a really big leap in logic. How right. you not like, oh, it's not this girl. Maybe it's her boss. Like, they, they're
0: just accusing everybody to see what kind of shit sticks to the wall. I, I, I'm gonna get you for that. No matter if I get you right now. Uh, first of all, it's uh when when the villain who uh is when the her boss is shown, right? Her boss being um Michael Miguel Fer Ferrer? Ferrer Ferrer Fier Ferrer Blank check, the guy the villain from Blank Check. He actually just passed yes. away not too long ago. yeah He that's was right. also in Iron Man Three. He's the uh vice president. Remember? that gets the president killed. rescued. the rescue gets rescued. He was... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. was like, oh my God, Man, the president needs and f- help and then he just hangs up the phone and acts like nothing happened. Oh, that was him. Yeah, he's Listen, the, There's a lot about that movie I'm trying to forget. He is a villain through and through. Since And when since you the see 90s. him... And so when you see him in this film, it's really easy to believe that he could probably be the weatherman. It's cliche as hell. He's the boss. Maybe they're setting up for the same story you've always heard. But, to throw you off the scent... At various nope. points, yeah. they make it seem like this Arliss guy is nefarious and evil and trying to create some sort of evil weather machine, and so the it's her that puts them onto it, onto Arliss, because she thinks it's Arliss. Then the Justice League thinks it's Arliss, and that which is gets everybody. I honestly am of, not. I thought it was Arliss which gets everybody off of Dr. Eno who obviously no, the but village. the problem, but look at the way that, but that was actually a good subverting of expectations. So I'll give you
1: that point because he was even coming out of the lab working on that mysterious little project. He drops off some mysterious box that Adams
0: He's weird. Out. He's nervous. He's he, the, on he edge. Just, he's, but he's just really he's just a really, just really weird guy. Yeah, he's an enthusiastically weather. weird guy. Very enthusiastic about weather. That was a, You can be enthusiastic about weather, Dan. You need stop judging these people.
1: No, I, I will say the subverting of expectations to where, like, if you're paying attention, you know that, oh, come on, he's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. Then when, I, then when they started going, I'm like, wait a minute, but they're really, they're holding on a camera pan. Like, there was a certain camera pan during, during some certain line of dialogue. I can't remember, but I'm like, damn, they they really want to hold there. He might be the bad guy. I thought they were working together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that reveal was actually
0: a twist for me. I'm telling you, they, 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 they try trying here. They really did try. Tori takes this knowledge. Did I do that part already? No, you didn't do this part. Yeah, so New Metro was attacked, like I said, by the golf balls. (laughs) But fire melts them all. The JLA infiltrate a party at the Eno Weather Institute looking for evidence that Arliss Hockey is a weatherman. Tori, however, discovers that it's her boss, Dr. Eno, who's a weatherman. Which, not for nothing.
1: Why was he standing out in the open like that? But
0: that almost makes it more entertaining. Like, the idea (laughs) that he... (laughs) But he also has his entire... Like waist shoulder rig mount, dude. For he's the holding it
1: himself. Like there's, he's literally he's holding a rig. He's basically
0: doing a selfie in 1997, which meant you needed a lot of equipment. Also, and when he, it's one of those things that when he does get found out, he can't put it in his pocket. Right? He has his entire rig, so he's like oh, hey. <laughs> Tori, wait, Tori, wait. Right? And so that's why, that's why, like, I, I dig it. I dig, I dig the, because he got caught with his pants down. There was nothing yep. else. There was nothing And then you could, could see do. the
1: look on his face. He was just like, uh, uh, uh
0: Yeah, there was, there was, was nothing was, he could do. He was, but
1: also, what is it with villains and, uh, like, having to have a TV monitor as the way that they talk to the people? Well, you gotta but get your message,
0: you gotta get your message out there. I think people want to be scary. Um, I don't think if somebody put, like, a single... Threatening out threatening people on Spotify or maybe that's what they need to do. Download threats to everyone's phone at the same time, the same way you two did it.
1: Make it an app. Make it make it a mysterious app that you download and all of a sudden, bam.
0: That I mean, would be more cooler.
1: I'm tired of seeing the giant monitors in Times Square. I'm almost
0: certain that they've come up with some sort of like citizens app in comics, you know? And Yo, that'd be uh crazy. remember Lucchese had a the Harlem's Hero app. So that you know, that that's the future. But we ain't talking about the future, We're talking about nineteen ninety seven. And don't even talk, t- listen, I, I, spoiler alert, don't even talk about technology when it comes to your film. Okay, listen, <laughs> listen, <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get there, we'll get there. Uh, so, Tori takes his knowledge to the JLA and they in turn take her to her secret command center, an alien spacecraft hidden underwater. The JLA's JLA, leader, John John Jones, John Jones, uh, the Marsh Manhunter, introduces himself to Tori and the other members. Of the league reveal their secret identity. Tori discovers that the Adam is a man with whom she has been flirting.
1: That was the reason why they ended up confusing me with the whole bad guy, because they had the they gave me some fake reveal of Martian Manhunter was playing her boss the entire Uh, time. Remember his hand was going green, so it's like uh at one minute he's he's nefarious and evil. The next point he's being very open and they almost they
0: seemingly cleared him.
1: Because Martian Manhunter was doing his own intel by having to But then when he realize
0: that it's not Arliss, it goes back to it goes back to <laughs> it goes back to him.
1: So there was a lot of like false finishes in wrestling terms here, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. The JLA attempts to train Tori to hone her freezing powers without much success. Martin Walters, a young man who has been pursuing BB DeCosta romantically, oh, watches a news broadcast about the JLA and sees that Fire is wearing earrings he gave B.B. as a gift. Martin tells B.B. that he knows her secret identity. B.B. alerts the JLA and Johns takes the shape of fire and appears before Martin. And B.B. Fire claims that B.B. is a close friend who lent her the earrings. Martin is embarrassed by his quote unquote mistake. And B.B. gently terminates his romantic interest in her. Although she assures him that he's a nice guy and that he will find true love one day.
1: Bro, that's the mo- this, that little storyline was one p- disgusting. 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 The reason why it was disgusting, because who's going to make me believe that David Holt, whatever the hell his name is, Krumholtz, David Krumholtz is going to get a hottie like that? No, that's just me being mean.
0: First of all, he, re- did, he didn't get her. As a matter of fact, he did everything but get her.
1: No, the, what's what's He's, disgusting about that whole storyline was the ending. The storyline was fine. Yeah, she's an older woman, probably in her mid 30s. He's 22. So, you yeah. know, it, of course, women are going to be able to bit more weary about going out with a younger guy as opposed to a guy going out with an older girl but then the end comes and she's like he wants me to meet his girlfriend something about a 16 year old cheerleader right so this dude ends up
0: getting rejected
1: and goes a whole
0: eight years younger how old was he supposed to be
1: 22 he told her
0: i think he was lying though right because she says you never get
1: any other confirmation of his age besides him saying 22
0: oh that's not good well, that,
1: we got no. He, well, Crum Holtz, you need to get on that. We never got a confirm. Like, like, if we got some sort of confirm confirmation
0: that he was lying the whole time, yeah, then fine. Because the thing is, how old is she supposed to be there? Probably twenty nine. So then I don't think it, it has. To, she must think he's a teenager. She swears he's a teenager. Right. She thinks he's lying when he said he's twenty two. He also but says we never see him in school. He also buys her earrings on his allowance. That was his allowance. Man. But he also bought them, th- those earrings in France. So
1: right. which one is
0: it? Was both he was in France. His father was stationed because he was a military brat. Remember, they had it in common. So his father was stationed in France. He bought them in France. But he bought them with allowance money, which means he didn't. Wasn't but also, allowed. we never see
1: him in school. This is no. this isn't a summer. This was this. They, they made it seem like it was just
0: a normal. But he did get ice cream out of an ice cream truck after a breakup, and I feel like that's a bit.
1: That is child. Okay, fine. So if you want to, th- but still, I, I need. I let's need- go
0: seventeen. With- let's I- go eighteen. I'll go eighteen with him. If we're going to play but devil's Crummel's, advocate, because. but Chrome at 18.
1: Because I need some sort of confirmation, because I don't want to have to know that a 16 year old is dating a 22 year old man who works in movies.
0: Like. <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> we're in the third act, Dan, of my fantastic film. So the weatherman demands $20 million, which is nothing now, which is like poultry. Uh, or he will engulf New Metro in a tidal wave. He attacks the watchtower using a heat ray. The JLA escape and devise a plan to stop the weatherman, leaving Tori behind. They are unsuccessful, but Tori stops it by freezing the tidal wave solid. The other heroes apologize for leaving Tori behind and offer her membership again, including a costume, the codename Ice, and the codename Ice. Tori forgives them and agrees to their offer. And meanwhile, the weatherman plans his escape from prison to be continued or not, because this was never continued. He literally did escape. That's crazy. Um, we had a star-studded cast of people I didn't really recognize. Matthew Settle played Green... Uh, gray gar- Guy Gardner instead of... Really, David Crumholtz
1: is the only re- actor in this m- entire thing I, I recognize. Rec- no,
0: I recognize Al- Alisa I mean, but, Donovan. Like, keep my girl Never mind him, too. And Alisa Donovan, uh, Guy's girlfriend. She's been in a lot of things. Was she in the she was, Yes, I
1: think she was, right? I'm looking at it with, uh, the redhead chick. I'm looking yeah. at it like, yo, who I are you? Like 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 I know you.
0: something. Uh, Kimberly Oja plays Tori. Um aka ice john Kassier plays bray palmer the atom M- michelle hurd plays bb DaCosta. fire uh kenny johnston plays barry allen the flash david Krumholtz plays martin walters uh eliza donovan plays cheryl david ogden steers brings to life the martian manhunter and like we said again miguel ferr Fer- uh, plays dr eno so now i'm on the stands huh this is me on man, the stands.
1: Listen, listen. First of all, all right. What did they What they
0: do to your flash? What do you want to talk about? What did they do to the flash, my man? All right. So he's a little Italian. My flash is Italian, but uh, I think that there's something inherently um, charming about his storyline in that in that instance. He's he's homeless. He is homeless, but at the end of the day, he gets a job working with the youth. Okay. Youth now center. I want to know why why.
1: The post office fired him.
0: He did his entire job. He seems to be, he seems to not, like, the idea that a speedster would be unemployed means that there's bigger, there's bigger fish to fry than, right, than him not getting jobs done on time. He must be, something else must be going on. Maybe he's not focused. He didn't do it. Maybe like, he's that, not smart. Maybe he's not, that like, That post actually office actually scene pissed me off because he gets
1: the opportunity from Ray Palmer's friend. He goes to do his route and he comes back. Yeah, he came back like 10 minutes. Maybe he shouldn't have done it. Quick so enough, fast. so fast, but he came back, he's like, yep, I did my whole route, ready to take another route, and then the guy goes, hey, guys, we should arrange a meeting, cuts, and you never hear anything ever again until he makes the one comment where, I don't know why the post office
0: didn't work out. Right, right. So, like, this this guy has no luck. He doesn't, but he's a hell of a guy. He's a good-natured guy, um, and he brings one thing, with, I mean, they all kind of do, but the, the this is Friends, all right. Let me just say, this was Friends with superheroes. This is Friends, but this is also Friends two years into Friends. So Friends hadn't become the juggernaut that it was yet. It was it was picking up in steam. So I can see why they would want to do something similar. Friends
1: really came out in 1995
0: or four or like like the fall of four.
1: Bro, that show lasted 15 years. That's what I'm saying. Jesus so, Christ.
0: So so um, I literally watched the freaking se- the series finale in my math class in high school. This, everything would be this. Two guys are going to a pizza place, right? Uh, Party of five. Everything's going going around the same ensemble. Two guys cast. in a pizza place. Everything's going to the same ensemble sitcom trope. place. It's a trope. And not for nothing, I'd watch a 2020 Talking Head sitcom superhero something or other. You know? Uh, we don't got it. If we can, if I can get the superhero version of Dark Place, I'd. Oh, no. I'd. That's all I want. That's a, that I would be in the back for that. So you can't blame them for trying to go friends, but they there's humor in this. There's legit humor. There's in humor, this. but there's also a
1: lot of problematic writing. The, without, I don't. I
0: don't. I don't. I don't think that there's problematic writing. I. I. I, I these
1: I, these women are basically besides fire. Most of these women are submissive to men. Like i right, when when Guy, Guy Gardner's girlfriend was adamant about breaking up with them. Right? Then here comes Green Lantern. Well, you know, maybe you're being a little too hard on him. Oh, you're right. Maybe I am being a little bit too hard on him. At
0: least put up a fight. But what first of all, she he was she was he was being told that she was being told that by a literal superhero. So anything that she said if he would have said, I think you need more iron in your diet, she'd be like, Yeah, I guess I do. Like she's just she's starstruck. Second of all, I doesn't she use that when doesn't she use that interaction to actually break up a guy? They never break up. They totally broke up. No, he was going to get lunch with her at the end of the movie. But she went to she went to that thing with that other dude. She went to that. Oh, the, ob- little, the observatory. The par- with yeah, the, other the party. Dude. So what's that about? They're not broken up, but he's going to she's going to bring another no, date to. She was thing? bringing another date to make him to, to get him. But you don't do that when you're dating, Dan. You do that when you're in that when you're breaking when you're broken up. Could you imagine actually dating somebody and then doing? Something and then they like that? never actually break up. But they listen. never actually break but up. That's something. The, but that that is because that's a breadcrumb for supposed to be further seasons. What I realized in this. Oh, there is a lot of. There's gonna be a lot of cut offs. Let me address. Let me address the women in the room first and foremost. Okay. He likes working with you. I like. Uh, listen. I admire the women. I well, let me let me. <laughs> <laughs> so um listen when it comes to women i don't think you can talk i don't think the women in your film are serviceable at all to do anything but we'll put a pin in that but let's talk about my girls first of all women news anchors in my in my movie you see female news anchors female cops in my movie you see the main character, the protagonist, is a female. The plot basically centers around a female. Around around a female, and who would you say Ice is taking a knee to? Who who would you say she's subservient to? She basically she's the one Palmer. who she's almost the one who, every guy that she was. She's the one who busts her boss, right? And she was kind of subservient to him, but when push came to shove to stand up, she even says like I I would have followed you to the ends of the earth. I really believed in all this, but you screwed over. So she put her foot down. B.B. is being literally stalked. She B.B. Is. Costa is being stalked. Your movie has stalkers, dude. Right. That's but, crazy. But my women put an end to that. Whereas your women stand there and wait for a big green man to come and intervene. Who doesn't want to intervene? But we'll get there. We'll get there as bro, well. Bro, listen. Uh, I'm, saying, I'm saying all this to say that the highlight of my uh, film, which is going to be hard to top, is B.B. The Costa is Michelle Hurd. She hands down outacts everybody in my movie. <laughs> uh, uh, Fire does.
1: Oh, I listen. If and, you don't think that I got my, if you don't think I got my card
0: in my back pocket, and what's even cooler is there's some real cool chemistry between Guy Gardner and Fire because they apparently have dated in the past, and so there's something up. There, we don't know. They're the will they or won't they of this all. Well, no, the she's ones... made it
1: apparent that she broke up with him,
0: right? But she's also quick to help him and his ego at the at the weather. I'm not saying that word again. At the weather uh, expo thing, at the dinner, right? She sees his he sees his ex girlfriend is what I'm calling it coming in there with a new man, and she comes up and hey hey honey hey hey guy, and really helps him stand up to his girlfriend trying to show him out with another with just some rando. She didn't have to do that. I don't think my ex would do that for me now. You understand? Know but she did it for guy because there's yeah, something that's a also still a difference there.
1: between you know uh, us people normal people and colleagues superhero colleagues dating and having to remain to remain amicable that's, and friendship.
0: But bit why I think that 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 lingering, that, dangling Chad, that 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 flame of Right? That old flame would have been a very interesting story beat because I think what they would have done is they would have kept them apart and kept them trying other people and eventually they would have And it would have just been a whole season arc of just let's try out like how long did they did Rachel and-, and Ross, right? They did Jeez. that for a very long time and how I met your mother blatantly lied to you straight up in the beginning to just to do another will they or won't they for seven they- That entire hours.
1: show was a will they or won't they that's why I can't revisit that show. But- so
0: so at least these two have a good back and forth. They have a good rapport when they're sitting there bullshitting and busting each other's balls. I believe it, and I do think that Miss Hurd, Michelle Hurd, uh, is charming in this.
1: Oh no, she she was charming, and so was Ice. ice it was kind crazy. of funny. Fire and Ice were very charming, and in the end, what I will what I will give the movie is I'll give the movie credit for giving the only two females that are on the Justice League want to go out of their way to be sisters because yes. you know she went and she's like yeah hey, listen I'm on a team full of guys I need my own little and sister and she made here. her that too and she made it herself so, as I'm saying that, there's like- so now there's fire and ice as an actual duo I would watch it I'd watch this if you've show, heard honestly. if you've heard past
0: episodes of which is worse you'll know that I will forgo some of the stupidest things in the world for a little bit of heart 100- this has no, heart
1: no 100% I'll agree with that with you on that one too doesn't matter how stupid or mismanaged and mishandled Go I watch Richie think- Rich.
0: It's not as good as you remember it, people. But it has heart. 100%. Why, I, why people thought that people would want to watch a show on an incredibly rich little child and get whatever he wants. I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, Michelle Heard must have made some kind of impression, Dan, because she shows up in Daredevil in 2015 as the uh, DA, Reyes. Who gets shot up?
1: Yes, by oh my Punisher. God, I remember yeah. that now. So we
0: got a comic book uh, alum right here, comic book feature alum in Michelle. She's Hurd. done
1: one more, more than one.
0: You understand? Uh, what? What? What else we got to get at? I could do this all day. So uh, I like that they kidnapped Tori. I like that when she froze that guy over the whole freezing aspect of it. They basically knocked her out and, and brought her to the. To the uh the headquarters, the headquarters, which
1: is what underground underwater? Underwater it was like an underwater ship,
0: which is I guess a take on the watchtower, which is in space. I guess you can go wherever you want with these things. Mount Justice. <laughs> They've have, they have weird uh hideouts, but like that was like G sh- shit. Like they bring her to the headquarters, they turn on all the lights, and they're like, Who are you? and how can you do the things that you can do? Like, she's put in that moment she's put, she put on trial. She's put on trial. Um, I like that they kept Martian Manhunter a secret to the end. Martian Manhunter is one of my favorite deep cut uh, Justice League heroes. And most people, he gets his big claim to fame like over half a decade later with Justice League, the animated series, was actually put on the roster and put on the team. Uh, there's been various writers who have put Martian Manhunter on the team. I One of my favorites is um, Grant Morrison put him on the team in the 2000s. Um, and he linked everybody. Most recently, they put him on the team in 2018. Uh, b- b- Scott Snyder put him on the team. So he's 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 an OG. He's somebody that you need to um, represent well. And he, besides the actor being a bit out of shape, everything like the paint, the costume is legit. He makes a joke about being from Mars. This is the first alien you've ever seen. He is he's the one in charge of everyone. This film. Suffers mostly because of the lack of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman.
1: I think that would. I think that that is actually a very valid claim to make. That it just they didn't see it as marketable because it wasn't Batman, Superman.
0: Yeah. If you would have taken this film and called it something else, like uh, another side, you could have called like
1: it like, Justice Society of America. You should have done. you should have done
0: something like, like that. Outsiders, Titans, something, something. Um, you could have got a lot close with it. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what if Barry Allen hanging out at the youth center makes him bump into Wally West? You know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting there like this. They're laying down things that could eventually be or things eventually
1: Guy Gardner is going to have to choose between his ring or the love of his life. Right, and we get Hal Jordan.
0: Yeah, he passes it on. But and maybe this movie. And maybe she it. just and maybe she just leaves. <laughs> She's like, you know what? I'm over with it. This movie. This movie could have gone a lot better because you you, you could have took
1: it out fire. The, the, the character fire, make her Wonder Woman. Make Michelle Hurd Woman, our, yeah. our, our our first, like, not first, but a live action Wonder Woman. And the thing is, they could have brought in those they people. They didn't need they the Adam. The, the
0: Adam could have been somebody else. Like, I don't know
1: why they chose Adam. And I why does why he look like freaking
0: Fink from those
1: Broken Lizard movies? You know what I'm talking about. You've seen BFS. He Fest. also
0: looks like that weird uh, gif I keep seeing of um, John C. Riley with the hair and the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> All bugged out, his scientist face. Um. But it was, I don't know why that Adam, the Adam being in it. I don't know why, but something that still holds up in 2020, their conversation about him being nice and that he's just nice. He's just a genuinely nice. And dude. he and his face of like, I'm getting friend zoned basically because she just keeps saying, oh my God, he, he's so helpful and he's so great and he's so uh, nice. And then at one point she goes, nice could be sexy too. Like oh, to, oh yeah, he's
1: like, "Can you say that? Can you say it?" And then she puts his arm over him, and yeah, the so green
0: screen Adam
1: stuff is a bear hokey.
0: Whoa, 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 I for
1: someone that should be that's my the one thing I can't def, like I can't go against. I think the the, <laughs> the I think the no for 1997. <laughs> I was about to Oh, no 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 there. okay no no okay <laughs> that that fucking stupid ass little limbo scene. Then they put the little, dun, 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 dun. but yeah, I'm talking about yeah. when he shrinks. Yeah, for 1997 for CBS 1997. I think that that um, the editing pretty much holds up. The effects of him shrink, like you see his body ripping I think, into I molecules. Think the effects
0: and... of him doing it and getting out of it are fine. I think. Oh, when he's there, the green screen. When he's small,
1: pretending, terrible.
0: Pretending to leap over things and pretending to duck under things, it's very obvious. Yep, yeah, that that's is, That the perspective is not there. Um,
1: but his shrinking and reappearing effects for ninety-seven on TV on CBS. It, it, you know what it was? Is the very first time I saw the Atom shrink when he was going to rescue the cat. I literally got shades of Ant Man, and I'm like, yeah. wow, this just looks like a less technologically done Ant Man. because like, right. like with Ant Man, you see his body literally shrinking in the newer in these movies. With him, it's like his body was ripping into like molecules and then yeah. reassembling. It was actually pretty cool for TV.
0: Yeah, and you get the Walter White moment with him, right, Where he's sitting in the school and he's like, nobody cares about this as much as I do. <laughs> you know, so, like, you have that there. But uh, you know what else I realized about my film? My second and third act of my film is very similar to the second and third act of one of the greatest comic book movies of all time, Into the Spider-Verse. Because... They grab oh my, my girl. God.
1: Here we go for this mental gym. Watch this.
0: No, 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 watch this. Matter of fact, and I, when the when the headliner comes out and want the side by side comparisons, we got <laughs> my girl gets brought into the headquarters with everybody else, everyone who's been superheroes, and is gets and gets told to get put on the team, right? But before she gets put on the team, they gotta make sure she knows what she's doing. Turns out she doesn't. No matter how much they push her, no matter how much they try to get her to do it, she doesn't. So when push comes to shove, what happens? They bench her. They say, you can't come. Stay here. (laughs) We're going to go. You're not ready. (laughs) Right? But my girl Tori picks up the phone and answers, what's up, danger? And she (laughs) realizes that she had the power in her all along, goes to the third act, saves everybody to everyone's surprise, and Even ends. Flash
1: thought he was dying. Like, everybody's like, That's I can't stop. Saying. It's over. Yeah, th- it was, was actually... Right, I'm not gonna front the build-up for her uh, saving the day.
0: The tie-away was kind of shitty. The but- tie-away was crappy,
1: <laughs> but the build-up was actually really good because you got Guy Gardner there and he's like, I can't stop the bomb. And then... Uh, Flash is trying to rescue everybody, and the more people Flash rescues, the more people come. And then finally, he's just standing behind the kids, looking in the sky. Uh, fire, Fire doesn't know what to do. Adam is trying everything, and then, bam! She just stops the the wave. I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty cool. Yeah, like the when you when you forget close, closing your eyes, forget seeing it for a second, close your eyes <laughs> and like picture this whole buildup.
0: It paid off really well, and like the the talking heads with more than one person, I thought were, were pretty charming. Like, when it was the three of them, when it was uh, Guy, Fire, and The Flash, I forgot what they were talking about. But they're talking about something, they're, like, laughing, they're punching each other, they're, they're like, they're being having... buddies. They're so much friends. And you this know what, so how I say it in. all the
1: time, like, when, when people that are making something are having fun doing it, doesn't matter how bad it is, yeah. I can't fault them because they're having fun. Yeah. When you're having fun, man, you're having more fun than me, so I, I have no reason to judge. Yeah. It was just very... It's, there is a lot of campiness to this movie. There's a, a lot, lot of campiness. A lot of campiness. It's
0: very 90s. Like, it. it I, I say blank check. You could have seen this movie coming on right after blank check. The score, the way it was shot, the special effects. Very similar to a lot of the l- lower, you know, tier um, movie properties of the day. But, um, it... it I, I, I sit conflicted because this was obviously a cash grab of sorts. Um... But it sucks when there's a cash grab. But the people who are working in it and on it are actually trying to do something. They're actually trying to like if you look at the writing, directing,
1: good- and acting, and and like a, f- a special effects team, these guys actually cared about what they were doing. It was the studios that didn't give a crap.
0: Yeah, that's why we're not giving
1: Christopher Nolan our money.
0: Not only that, but uh, we're talking about track records. This is a this is a DC thing at this point, right? Yeah, this is a DC thing. This is this is damn near 30 years old and they're still like fudging up and deciding to change characters at random what's more random flash being uh, italian or the the cassie that we got in birds of prey like they just decide on a whim to just change things because they don't think that we can handle it which is the weirdest thing this was a
1: barry allen flash right yeah
0: that's not even an italian name and he wasn't the flash at that time Barry Allen famously dies in 1986. The Crisis on Infinite earth. And so, so we had Wally, Wally West. Which is what we get in the Justice League animated series.
1: That's why our Wally West is because on that. Because he's
0: the current Flash, In canon, In the canon, The Flash. So, like, they tried. But there's a lot of heart in this. And that's why I'm standing where I'm standing. Um, and I'm standing on the... Uh, the three tiers that I'm going to stand on is the What's Up Danger, <laughs> my girl figuring out who she is and, and, and saving all the people who had way more experience than her. I'm going to go humor. There was genuine moments. There was
1: genuine humor. In of,
0: this. of, 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 not knockdown down, drag out, but like a chuckle or two. Especially that nice scene. I was just like, nice. Um, and I, and I, I literally went, like, I literally did the audience, you know, that audience reaction on, a, what's it called? Um, Golly. Studio audience reaction when two people kiss is like a woo. Yeah, I that felt, felt that when old girl stepped in front of guy's ex and was like, "Hey, honey, you know what?" I was like, oh, "Oh, we getting messy. It's no, getting I, messy." I was, here. I was,
1: enjo- I enjoyed that because I, did, I didn't know where what they were gonna do, and then when yeah. they did, it, I'm just like, "Oh, why didn't I just see that that was gonna end?" Like it's obvious that that was gonna end up happening because writing that's come after it has done it, but. Man, it was it was an, it was was genuinely nice.
0: Yes. Nice. Very and nice. Another, and last but not least, because I know you're about to go next, I want you to remember, mine had actual proactive women. Women who were not damsels of distress, women who got to make their own choices, and women who moved the plot.
1: I will say that there was not one damsel in distress in this. If anything, the whole that country little, was in distress. Cause, there was a cat in distress at
0: one point which I think is important.
1: Did you ever think that you would go back and end up, end up liking this no, movie? Like, come no, on. Just no. be honest with yourself.
0: This is, this is honestly, you know, to be candid, this is my favorite part of which was worse, is this idea that, I, that we're going to come out of this eventually. And we, there's been some talks about doing a more comprehensive, uh, you know, almost retrospective of all these things that we've been talking about, which we might clue you get guys in on a little later. <laughs> but, um... It's getting to the point now that if I had to argue any of the 16 properties, I have something to say. Because before it was all like, no, that thing is irredeemable. But I just did Superman 4 the other day with freaking Nuclear Man. you Dude, know, Which people I... are calling the franchise killer. You know, Catwoman. When you do those and then you've given some spirited... Um arguments that made me go, well, you know, he's right about that. And so I mean come on, you you
1: you ended up liking you ended up finding Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance to be entertaining. That's true. Like you weren't bored of that as much as you were bored of of like Fantastic uh, Four. I
0: hated Van <laughs> <laughs> course, I forgot Fan Forstig.
1: Van Forstig versus Ghost Rider 2. Yuck. But yeah. Uh, like I can't, dude, you guys you have the guys have to understand that this specific Justice League TV pilot. He would told he would tell everybody about yeah. he would literally say, Yo, have you seen the Justice League TV podcast? Sit fact, down and let's watch it. As like, a matter of
0: fact, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to link in the show notes a article I wrote. about did, Yes, this, you did how this bad this was. This was ago, the worst thing ever. Years ago, uh, before Comic Book Click was even created, when I was writing for various sites like comic verse and comic book movie uh, comic book resources. Um, I wrote an article about this Justice League because I needed people to know that this thing was pretty damn bad. Dude, I want to uh, go back and read but it now. now <laughs> but now... Have, I should have pulled it over here. Uh, I have pulled them receipts <laughs> on you. That's, I, knew my, I knew my segment was ending, so I wanted to... <laughs> oh, <Whoa, laughs> man. Then, then I reveal, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, that's what I'm going for, man. Heart, humor, spectacle, women, what's up, danger? And uh, uh, Michelle Heard, man, killing it. And she was in Daredevil. So... Now you can talk about your. Your thing, my
1: thing, my thing. This ain't, This ain't the thing. Wrong. Wrong property. Well, same company. Wrong property. Wrong this... co- property. Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Now, holy crap! It is a nineteen eighty nine American made for TV superhero film based on the nineties that the, the nineteen seventy eight to nineteen eighty two television series, The Incredible
0: Hulk. Were you? a fan of this? Were you... Was there stuff that you had seen in this? What, what's, what's your familiarity with this series? Because mine has no background information. My uh, my I, Justice League film has I've no seen, background information. I've seen... seen...
1: And this was a very long time ago when it was available on Netflix before we even had these streaming wars. Right. When all you had... This was even before Hulu. Or if, it, if Hulu was around, I don't even think I remembered it. But... The, the Incredible Hulk was available on Netflix a long time ago, and I watched maybe the first three episodes, and then I decided to go online to, and I f- found out that apparently one of the best episodes of of the Incredible Hulk was when he fought a bear. <laughs> Not literally; it was like actually, uh, Lou, the reason why is because it was literally Lou Ferrigno, no camera work, no magic, yeah. fighting an actual trained. Circus bear, like they were actually wrestling. Like you got, right. like so. I've seen some of of um the Hulk show, so I have basically a leg to stand on. Okay. And if anything, at the end of this movie, I end up wanting to go back and re-binge like binge it fully. Like I would, I would watch this with no problem. I think Bill Bixby is a phenomenal. Bruce Banner, holy hell! Better than Banner, better than Norton, better than Ruffalo. This—he's old. He's been going through this shit for so long that he's just a tortured soul. So, the yeah, this was based on the Incredible Hulk series, featuring both the Hulk and fellow Marvel Comics character Daredevil. Guys, this is this is actually the live-action debut of Daredevil, done by my man Rex Smith, who. He, well, I'm not gonna talk about Charlie Cox because obviously, he's this dude's way better than Ben Affleck. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Rex Smith Damn. was way, and he was like blonde. Damn. He was blonde. We had a blonde. Yes, he was like sure. stra- he's like I had like a dirty, bl- dirty blonde.
0: Right.
1: So, anyways, as as was the case with the Incredible Hulk Returns, this television movie was also acted as a backdoor TV pilot for a series, a series for Daredevil. This was gonna be the backdoor pilot for an, for our very own 90s Daredevil show. But obviously that never and happened. It didn't
0: happen because the movie was so good, right? <laughs> Listen, are we gonna talk
1: about failed pilots? Whoa, whoa, why? Uh, so, anyways.
0: We're not talking about Green Arrow and the Canaries right now.
1: <laughs> the Trial or, of the Incredible or. Hulk was direct was directed by Bruce Banner himself, Bill Bixby. Bill Bixby which, keeping it crispy. Which, come
0: on. Come on. Come on, nothing. I man, if anybody knows.
1: The character better at this point would be the guy that was doing it for four years.
0: I guess, but wouldn't Stan Lee know the most? Like he's there. Ask him what he wants.
1: Listen, the date—well, we can't anymore. But the day Stan Lee decided to direct would have been the day that we would have gotten a, a worthy comic book movie.
0: He should have done a Fantastic Four.
1: He could have been, probably would have been the only person that could have done the Fantastic he's too Four,
0: right? Also
1: starring Lou Ferrigno as obviously our titular Hulk. Yep, he's the one that's in our green costume and horrendous wig that even I say is. Yep. Why does the Hulk have a have, have a green wig?
0: Why does he get more hair? When yeah, acting? as he
1: grows, he gets more hair. Rex Smith and John Rees Davis as our kingpin. Yep. Wilson Fisk, man, we have Wilson Fisk in this one. This movie has Wilson Fisk and Daredevil in a Hulk movie. Like, yeah, like come on, that's awesome right off the bat. Despite the film's title, writer and executive producer Gerald DePego has stated that the idea of having the Hulk actually go on trial was never discussed. So there you go, you have some you have some ammo right there for yourself.
0: Oh, don't worry. I'm loaded.
1: On the run again <laughs> after the events of the previous TV movie, it did probably touch
0: the child or something, Mr. Banner. Yo, listen,
1: Banner did nothing to you, okay?
0: Besides be a good movie. You don't have proof of that. <laughs> <laughs> A disenchanting. Oh wait, overwhelmed... you know Yeah, you got to tell the people. You got to tell the people, Dan. For years, for years, people watching Hulk movies and le- reading Hulk literature to find out about the famed stories and, and lore and legend of the man that is Bruce Banner. But your show doesn't follow Bruce Banner, does it? Do you want to tell the people who who your show follows? David, 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 Banner, 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 Banner.
1: This is definitely more of a Daredevil movie than anything.
0: That is, it is. This this is a this
1: is a Daredevil
0: movie. It's a terrible Hulk movie, (laughs) in line with all the other terrible Hulk movies. Because you can't
1: listen. This is definitely
0: not a terrible Hulk movie. I'm not going to rip first of all. First of all, all, on the run after the
1: events of the previous TV movie, a disenchanted and overwhelmed, Bruce Banner (laughs) is working up north under the name David Belson. A bully pushes him around, and David is tempted to fight, but knowing he will just return into the Hulk again, he walks away. Which, that that's really been, like a like a, a, a staple in Bruce Banner's history anyways because there's been a lot of times where you see Banner about to, you know, he's getting bullied. He doesn't stand up for himself. He's, and he's like so afraid to turn into the Hulk that he doesn't. And I think the restraint of not turning into the Hulk is what makes Bruce Banner one of the greats. One of the greats. Because uh... he could turn into, he knows, he knows. It, Does it not take more energy to calm yourself down than it does to release anger?
0: Probably. It takes
1: a lot more heart. It takes a lot more out of yourself to be the bigger person, to walk away, to even know that in your head, you're going to be like, I should have done something. I should have done something. I should have done... And that constant anxiety and that constant overthinking is what's going to make your heart race even more. So the fact that this guy can walk away and not let it bother him shows strength. But the thing is... Bruce Banner is way more stronger than the Hulk to me.
0: Where some... Uh, might say things like staple. You know, I'm not too sure about the thesaurus. Is staple another word for trope? Is that what we're doing here? Or are we just oh, we, 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 uh, we, uh, listen trope?
1: listen if if we're gonna throw if we're gonna throw it like this listen everything is a trope at this point then
0: Hulk is a trope. His whole thing is a trope. That's what I'm saying. This man may never get his just due in a film. They got to do a Immortal Hulk. I got to get you to read Immortal Hulk, but. That's where he's like a horror film. And there's a bit of this in this. This is not a, this wasn't an accident. He did this experiment to himself. Then, canonically, there's a gamma bomb going off. And one of uh, Bruce Banner's friends is in the testing area. So he drives and kind of like gets him out of the way. And he has to take the blast. And thus becomes the Hulk. This guy was like messing with stuff to, to, to become a monster. And now he's a monster.
1: No, yeah. This, essentially this this Bruce Banner is different from all the rest because this wasn't a this Bruce Banner voluntarily turned himself into the Hulk, and now it's like, oh, I got to no, find a cure.
0: Like, he, he's like, there's he, the the beginning narr- narration is like, uh, there's there's always a beast inside of us that can get out of control, and I did some experiments, and now mine's free. So this is now the life I gotta live. And now you have I'm following around this homeless Charles Manson-esque. Bruce Banner.
1: Bro, he does not look like Charles Manson.
0: Bro, I thought he was gonna pull out an acoustic guitar. I thought he was gonna pull out a painting and start Bob Rossing it all over this thing. The, he is the most 70s Bruce Banner of it. this is an 80s movie. He's the most 70s Bruce Banner. And the problem I've is ever seen. Is
1: Bruce, uh this Bruce Banner only existed, what, a year and a half, maybe two years in the 70s? This is like the brunt of 78 into 79. Yeah, so like
0: uh, we we jumped the gun. We meaning me and you. Supposedly this is. Uh, the the pro- the where we're at in the story is a product of a film that's before this called The Return of the Incredible Hulk.
1: Then that means that this would have to be that there would have to be a, a movie called The Incredible Hulk. For, like no, a... it's
0: both. They're both made for TV movies, all based off of the television show. So
1: the television show ends, and then we get our These first TV two movie, movies, I
0: guess. So Which the... maybe they were trying to close the door and open the door for uh Matt, you know, Mr. Murdoch.
1: Well, so then that, that's the key, and I I got a film where we're jumping with no. We got no idea what's going on because we're in the second
0: movie. Matter of fact, bro, we are so just to put a pin in everything real quick. We are so topical as a podcast that we are covering uh, comic book movies that are going straight to TV and we're covering Daredevil. And as you know, all the the rights to uh, Daredevil have been uh, brought back to Marvel. So now they can officially start using the man without fear. And And we're seeing how they wanted to use him in this instance. But continue.
1: Later, David makes his way towards a large city, which, I mean, obviously it's New York. They just never go out of their way to say that it's New York, which is a bit of a problem. But he makes his way to a large city in hopes of renting a room and staying incognito. Unbeknownst to him, the city he arrives in is under the control of a very powerful underworld crime boss named Wilson Fisk. And he looks dope. He looks dope. This man is always standing with his back towards the camera looking at something, he has a nice pinstripe suit that you know costs like $500. Dude's got some Ray-Ban aviators. The man's fly. The man's got some swagger here. There's a lot of exaggerated swagger of a white man here.
0: <laughs> there is.
1: Oh, man. Butt is also protected by a mysterious black-clad crime fighter known as Daredevil. Now, when we were getting Daredevil in this, I had no idea that this costume, yes, this is where my, my argument comes in. This Daredevil costume predates, predates not only John Ramada Jr., but the show on Netflix itself. This was the first illustration, adaptation of, uh, of our all-black ninja-looking Daredevil. That goes to for something. It's impressive. This one predates... John Ramada's for four years. It's impressive. By four years.
0: Mr. John Ramada won't get there, you know, so a couple of years,
1: but it's impressive. It's impressive He's because he, he knows. He knows. Holy no, crap. This no, because I, was...
0: got, I, got, I got what I want to talk about ready, but you can, I would like you to continue on this synopsis. Sir.
1: When two of Fisk's men came onto the commuter subway train after having committed a jewel robbery, one of them takes an interest in a woman also riding the train, but she rejects him. David witnesses the assault and transforms into the Hulk, which results in the, un- in the usual disruption and chaos. A short while later, David is arrested by police and wrongfully charged with the crime. While awaiting trial, blind defense attorney Matt Murak is assigned to David's case. David is uncooperative, but Matt Murak has faith that he is innocent and is determined to prove so. One night while asleep in jail, David has a nightmare about his upcoming trial and dreams about transforming into the Hulk on the witness stand. The stress of this causes him to transform in reality and the Hulk goes berserk and breaks free from the prison. Which is pretty cool because I think, I think that's one of the smarter things that, that a Hulk property has done. We've never really gotten what happens if, you know, good old Banner ends up having a nightmare and uh, accelerates his heart rate. So this is pretty cool to see that he could turn into the Hulk by merely having a bad dream. Like, the anxiety of it just makes him turn rage. So that was a pretty cool little thing there. Subsequent events see David Banner team up with the Daredevil, who reveals his identity as Matt Murdock. Matt tells David about his origins, which David initially has trouble accepting.
0: At one point... He's like, can you look in my eyes? He's <laughs> he like, do you cure me? He's like, I don't think so. <laughs> you don't need like, a like, opti- you know, opti- uh tools. Well, the thing was, like is,
1: but yeah, but Daredevil, Daredevil lost his sight through, through radiation. If anybody is an expert in the field of radiation, it would be Bruce Banner. He would be able to look at your freaking, your eyes and say, oh, no, I no. I a
0: cat. I want a scan. Damn it. You want a cat scan? But he—he he, Bruce is on the run. I don't understand how this man seemingly has no. They—they they lock him up. They don't know his name. He has no identity. He has no no like where he's been. This where was eighty nine. They didn't really care about 89? that kind of eighty nine. What, what was the when was the Central Park Five? That was like three years after this. They caught all of them kids. They went to their house and grabbed every single one of those minority kids. You telling me they can't get one? Cat Stevens looking, uh, <laughs> David Banner. You telling me they can't get they can't grab him up? Nah, I nope, nope. I don't understand how he's he's unstoppable. This man. Even if he was
1: to be arrested, he could just easily break out. So no matter what you're gonna, you going no matter what you're gonna be upset because they can't contain them, they can't get them. What, what what's gotta give? Something's gotta give. You just gotta kill him. That's it. Just kill him.
0: Just kill him.
1: So, David, so
0: they they're talking about their origin stories, basically. Yeah, they're
1: basically revealing origin stories. Um, uh, Matt's you blind. Show
0: me mine and I'll show you yours and stuff. That's what they
1: were doing. <laughs> oh God, Daredevil also reveals that he has an ally on the police force who provides him with information relating to criminal activity. Very Batman esque, but why not? Daredevil goes Where to investigate <laughs> Daredevil goes to investigate a tip provided by his informant, but the tip was planted by Wilson Fisk and Daredevil is badly injured in an ambush by Fisk's men. Right. David rushes to save Matt, but it's too late. But he transforms into the Yeah, it's too late to save to save him from getting an ass beating, but he saves him from getting killed by transforming into the Hulk and getting him out just in time. Matt, barely conscious, traces the Hulk's face as he transforms back to David. That no. That was a great damn scene. First of that all, was a great scene. First of all,
0: first of all, they played with that a little bit too much. Second of all, uh, didn't he touch the Hulk's face? He had the his Hulk ha- and Bruce Banner don't have the same face. He
1: had his hands on his face the entire transformation. His hands never left his face. He touched his face as Hulk. And felt his hands literally going morphing back into Bruce, that's why he made the line, "Oh my God, you poor, poor soul, because he literally felt him now we, now we have to put our eyes of what kind of monster the Hulk is. We can't just look at at the Hulk from the from the TV perspective because it's just going to be a, a regular normal guy. There was no giantism-ish to Hulk. Now if this was you know Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. Right. Or like you know Edward Norton's Hulk, and you can literally feel your hands from touching. Like you would feel like you're touching his cheeks, and then next thing you know, your hand is literally all over his eyes and nose and forehead because you can feel the transformation. He felt the transformation. It was and he, a little
0: bit too romantic.
1: Man. You got a you got a problem with two 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 bros being a little bit more romantic with each I'm other. i was just
0: saying, in the times of COVID, you shouldn't be touching people's faces. You know what I'm saying? Now, I look at these movies a little yeah. bit differently. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm seeing a bunch of guys you know rubbing each other's faces. off.
1: Oh man. Meanwhile, Fisk has the witness to the events on the subway abducted from, from protective custody in order to have her killed. But she charms Fisk's assistant who saves her. Fisk plans a major meeting of the underground, of the underworld's crime bosses. Yep. Oh yeah, the man wants to do a whole crime syndicate. He wants to go nationwide across the whole country, which is pretty cool. He's very Kingpin esque. Right. Kingpin would do something like that where he would prematurely think that he has Daredevil dead and then would call for every single boss all over the country and be like, hey, come be my, my employees now because I did this thing. Very, very premature celebration. I love it. I love it.
0: Too you, premature.
1: Using his training as a medical doctor, David treats Matt's, Matt, Matt's injuries and spreads a cover story about Matt's injuries being the result of falling downstairs. While Matt's self-confidence is shaken, David's confidence has been restored by seeing how Matt has embraced his unique gifts, which are also caused by exposure to radiation. Which was also, seeing these two play off of each other the way how Matt comes in to be a saving grace for Hulk, and Hulk is very reluctant about it, then he ends up feeling more (laughs) empowered and being the saving grace, and uh, Matt feels reluctant about it. It's, they were playing off each other in so many ways that they were helping each other, that by the but end, can't you feel help, their friendship. I can't help
0: but think that the Hulk wouldn't be that coherent, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't help but think, in all the instances we're shown, he's keeping himself at bay because once he flips out, he's gone. Right? He don't know what's gonna happen. He might kill somebody. But then you turn it around and all of a sudden he can have conversation, plan plan things with, with Daredevil, and stuff like that. Like, what are we talking about with the level of control here with Brute, with David? With David, with Cat Stevens, you know I'm confused. I just don't understand. This
1: man, oh, yeah, they look
0: good together. They look good together. Yeah, on they screen. used his,
1: they used his middle name in this series, and I don't understand why.
0: No, they gave the name David to him because of the director. Something about no, uh, what was it? Wasn't the, his name like Bruce yeah.
1: David Banner or something like in the uh, comics?
0: Somebody said that it was a way to honor the son David Bruce. Ultimately, became the television Banner's middle name.
1: David so. Bruce Banner. Yeah. yeah, that's always so weird. His name is Bruce Banner. His name will always be Bruce Banner. Just keep it at Bruce Banner. I don't do no Who David.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, then yeah, using the injuries, of course, getting his confidence get back up, which was also really awesome. Getting to see a little bit of a uh, Daredevil shaken. I love the. Fa- I love seeing heroes shaken and get their confidence back up again. It, yes, you know that that by that point it's the climax and we're gonna get to the to the final fight. But still, after a little coaxing from David. Matt begins to recover and retains his body soon enough the two return to the last
0: time you retained your body
1: it's been a while ain't it I I don't think I ever retained it honestly okay
0: oh,
1: soon enough the two return to work and go to save the captured woman before they kill that poor woman
0: they're going to kill that they're going to kill that poor woman man woman.
1: the two engage wilson fisk and his men at, and his men and ultimately succeed in besting him without the hulk appearing and Fisk and his assistant escape, but the prisoner is freed. David and Matt part ways as friends, and David continues to search for the cure and search for himself, as Matt remains to protect his city.
0: Or not, because he's not going to be protecting anything.
1: Man, what what a good movie. First of all, this has got to be, and, and there could be something before this, but if you look at it from movie genre standards... This was definitely one of the first comic book dramas. Yeah. This was a straight up drama. Yeah. You had people not, you had people fighting their own self, people learning to be the better person. Like there was there was so much pain here in David Banner, like you can see his reluctantness to turn into the Hulk. And that when he does, Bill Bixby's acting when he turns into the Hulk, the way his face is where he's trying to hold it back. But it just won't come out. It's just going to come out and he can't hold it any longer. It's perfect. Alright. This Daredevil was way better than the 2003 Daredevil. And I'm known for loving the 2003 Daredevil movie. But damn was this a really good Matt Murdock. They
0: were, I will start your thrashing by giving you a compliment. And say that yes. I do think in introducing him to the masses for the first time in that sort of form. They did handle that incredibly well. They handle that in an incredibly good way, and I, I will give you that, hundred percent. Um, first and foremost, though, like I said, or like it was said earlier, the Hulk never actually goes on trial in this in this film. So first of all, false advertisement. So let's so let's let's start off there. Your film is lying to the people, telling people that going to be a trial of the Incredible Hulk. But there ain't no trial of the Incredible Hulk. My man never turns Hulk on trial. That never happens. Well, happened. see, There's you're looking at
1: tr- you're looking at trial as as in the literal sense. But aren't we all putting ourselves on trial every day when we have to so self reflect?
0: Trials and tribulations of the Incredible Hulk. We don't got call Would it you watch it the what trial. we call the Trials and Tribulations of the Incredible Hulk? I, I watched a movie called the Trial of the Incredible <laughs> Hulk. Who knows? This slippery slope. But um. It, it, like like uh, like we said, like you said, even you had to admit, it, this is a Daredevil movie. This is a Daredevil No, this is 100% pilot.
1: a Daredevil film.
0: He's in it way more than anybody else. Uh, and It's
1: essentially Bruce Banner going to Daredevil City and helping Daredevil fight the crime and save the day.
0: So you say you did some research, Dan. I did some research as well because there was something that was not setting, sitting right with me. And this is something that actually you pointed out on our watch of the film, but we did not expand upon whether, why this choice was made. And it was the choice of having Matt Murdock in the film not wear sunglasses. Yes. I started to look up why blind people wear sunglasses. And it turns out there's a lot of really, really good reasons
1: why, why blind, blind people, people wear sunglasses,
0: sunglasses including... Uh, to not make other people feel uncomfortable around because them. Because they're
1: looking straight down and they're not... They're never looking at... You never see their eyes move. They never stare at anything. It they're... makes
0: them more approachable, easier to interact with. Uh, sometimes they get, like, facial disfiguration where they're blind but they see, they see blobs. And so looking at a blob is discomforting for them. So they're Having always shades, just, like... They they can never squint. But it's ne- imagine seeing something that you can never clarify. And somebody's talking to you. It could be, like, the weirdest eyes-opening mouth. So they're like... Nep. Got all that. Might as well see nothing. Put some sunglasses on. It's also... An awesome and, and I've seen...
1: I've I've put on a blind... A, not a blind... I didn't take a glass away from a blind person. But I've been in an ophthalmologist's place and you can see that they have shits there. Um, Blind glasses there. Dude, those things just blacked out.
0: They could also... They also don't know when they're being exposed to UV rays. As far as sunlight is concerned. So having sunglasses... Oh, so if they're... Protects. Oh, my
1: God. So wow. I didn't even think of that part.
0: That. So it starts to feel like... Yeah, boy Rex Smith just decided not to wear sunglasses so he could keep his eyes on the camera. Because I, now that I think back at it, there's not many portrayals of it. And also, this is the most bold thing of it all. One of the reasons why they wear sunglasses is to let people know that they're blind. Out yeah. and out, without conversation. He's wearing sunglasses in the middle of the street. He has a stick in his hand. He's blind. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. But what they do in that film is they play a lot of jokes of, like, people not knowing he's blind because he's not walking around with sunglasses. Think he has a stick. They
1: do make a little bit too much of, hey, can you see this over here? Like, uh, they do make an, uh, too many blind jokes. Uh, too many blind jokes.
0: So I ended up following this threat because I, w- I did, did not want to be defeated, Dan. That's what it all comes down to, right? I did not want to be So why? Defeated. So why
1: didn't they? Why, what was the decision of not having sunglasses? I oh, know no, you no, have... no,
0: no. I don't have the actual reasoning. Oh, I was about to say. No, 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 I don't have that. Uh... So no, but I just wanted to talk about the fact that he has sunglasses. I feel like it's a stylistic choice that he made. uh, That is, it could have
1: been a studio thing,
0: that's or a studio choice they made. That's what I'm saying. It's a stylistic choice. It was made for style, not substance. Which I think it might be something against. It uh, might be a little ableist, if you will. All right, see, now, then, you're, just, now you're just going you crazy. You're to if go that... for the women, so I'm going to go for the ableist. And we're going to go to the women. Don't even get it twisted.
1: Well, there's only two chicks, really, in this movie at the end of the day.
0: But then I also sat there, Dan. I sat there. You talking about that thirsty chick from the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> to try to screw Bruce... B- uh, David Banner?
1: No, I was talking about uh, Matt's uh, assistant that never... That's, like, always on top of him. Oh, yes, yes.
0: Uh, oh, yes, with the... And his... uh his uh, token uh, black friend, the only black person in the movie, yep,
1: yeah, with uh, yep, yep,
0: yes, and he's so, a war so vet. That's what I'm so, we didn't even get a foggy Nelson so at the very least. We got an a- 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 ableist film. <laughs> I don't know about the other stuff, you guys can review that when you want to. <sighs> but then you, 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 you did it, then you sat there and you, you, you celebrated a bit too early, and that's what it was. You sat there, and I thought you had a slam dunk because you're 100% right. This film that you're talking about is the first uh, iteration of what people call the blind justice outfit for Daredevil, an extremely popular outfit. I first saw it in uh, Daredevil when Charlie Cox was rocking it, you know, um, but then I had to dig a little deeper and you're right. No, you're right. 100. percent, First time, first time. You got it. That's it. But turns out it was decided by producers to change Daredevil's costume from red to black because they felt an all red suit would not translate well and look good on television. Fair, right? I I get I I, I hear
1: red is a hard color to shoot, but still
0: fair, fair in that same way. Like I don't know why the greens are all off in my movie. Like Green Lanterns like teal, it's weird. But uh, yeah, that
1: was not green. Yeah. That was a that was not green. Some sort
0: of weak sauce green. So yeah, like I I get it. You guys do things for aesthetics, but then they asked the man how he felt about it. They asked Dan the man, Lee. and he had something very interesting to say. He said he was he he was publicly critical. Of the all black daredevil costume for this movie. And. He had the greatest reason why. He said he felt the suit. Appeared to let the bad guys know he was blind.
1: But they did it in this one. I
0: never thought of that before. But the daredevil has always had eyes on his suit. For what? There's no reason. Other than to trick people to think. That he can see.
1: And this one makes them know he's blind.
0: And so he becomes just like a blind ninja man. Which is fine because he has a lot of ninja... A lot of ninja, uh, you know, the, the hand, the chaff, all that kind of stuff. Electra. There's a lot of ninja background and stuff there. But that not that an interesting? Like, I never thought about it like that. And maybe, you know, maybe they should have honored the guy who, you know, sort of kind of worked on, on it or whatever. But uh, you want to talk about the woman? First of all, I feel like that whole train scene is extremely uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> that was just... That was, yeah.
0: I feel like David takes entirely too long to stop this. No, I don't know why he just rape. didn't...
1: Bro, he... Yo, yo dude. The, this so, was an attempted rape. And he literally did nothing. And he just sat like I'm not... I'm and not, she I'm asked him, he's much. like, hey, can you sit next to her? The second the guys got on the train and they made eye contact with her, she literally said, can you sit next to me so they think we're together?
0: Yeah.
1: And he just ignores
0: her. Yeah.
1: Straight up, flat out ignores her and she he, he sits next to her and, and I'm sitting right here like, wow, really? So I'm like, wow, a, really? This is the man
0: I'm cheering for. This is the man I'm supposed to be. No, meet. that's what I'm saying. i was like, wow, this is, this, is, this is our good guy? This is, what is going on? This so, dude is literally allowing rape to happen. So that's all with Miss Mendez. Then, uh, I don't, you know, possibly they ran out of like bread or milk or you know any kind of stuff in catering because mendez just decides to chew all of the scenery for all of this entire film whether she's in a hospital bed whether she whether she's talking back to the kingpin of crime sitting in the chair talking about how he ain't gonna do nothing
1: okay so i have a movie that has a woman no on that's suppressed that can actually eat, chew the scenery just
0: because you brought in a soap opera actress <laughs> she was play. a soap opera actress was she, she? I don't know. She was soap opera acting. (laughs) She
1: was a soap opera actor. I'm going to go crazy.
0: She was soap opera acting. That scene with her and Wilson Fisk's uh, assistant? All the scenes. Every time she's on camera, it's just too much. And it's all... And I'm I'm over Miss Mendez. I'm over everyone's inability to catch or kill Miss Mendez. You're the kingpin of crime. She got no weapons. Just kill her. Just kill her. But you're not the kingpin of crime. You're just some sort of weird Dom DeLuise with freaking that works at Radio Shack because you're walking around. This is some weird technological kingpin, pinstripe wearing. He should be bald. Why would they give him a, a beard and a thing? Even when they didn't get the complexion right, he was still bald in Daredevil two thousand and three. All right, Dan. So oh, all I'm saying shit. is there was some liberties yeah. taken. Oh, shit. <laughs> You go to Daredevil's secret downstairs laboratory.
1: Still had 100% better acting. These were actors that actually cared about what
0: they are doing. Better acting? 100% better acting than Justice League. 100%. You you slander Krumholtz. And I think that that, sir, is one of the biggest things you could do. And You cannot slander Krumholtz in the 90s. He was basically on one gear everywhere. The Santa Claus, yep, check. He was the Santa family, check. check. This it's, it's the same. It's all the same. Thing. I know, but, but this is the only recognizable name in that goddamn movie, though. My, my girl Michelle Heard, she's there too. This no, and I told you the other girl was there. There was people in this, and this could have made people. Uh, what people were in your thing? Thing, thing a jig. Uh, listen, we had nobody in my movie. Okay. I told okay? you, I Dom told- DeLuise. You had there's, there's li-
1: literally like. Six, six people, five people. Our we had a cast of five people that actually, and only like seven people got real speaking lines, so there wasn't really anything. But I will still say it. There's was... no,
0: there's no, there's no big names. This didn't skyrocket Bill Bixby's career. William Bixby. <laughs> you know William did, Bixby. Did he go on to direct many great things after this? Probably not. Which is why I, I have beef with this.
1: Like this said, was the ending of a fr- But this was the no... ending of a franchise as where your movie was supposed to start a franchise and then it couldn't even get its feet in the water. This movie was the end of an arc, the end of a story. After this, there was no more. But this... That Hulk, this, this was our goodbye. Their goodbye for the right,
0: Hulk. Right, right. And I will take that point and I will raise you the other point that this film um, is a failed pilot on the long list of failed pilots of TV shows that were never to be created. Alright, so yours, yes, this, this was a failed pilot. Is for- a backdoor pilot from a successful television show oh, that still couldn't do the alley oop and just get Daredevil over. It already got Hulk over. To I don't point- know
1: how Daredevil didn't get over in this in this adaptation because one, he was a ninja. He was straight up ninja. He was fighting. Think, but, he was but, a one good thing lawyer. I think is
0: important is we don't know how long they were going to keep him that way. It, it's quite possible that he could have been all black. For the entirety also, of the What stories
1: what, what famous storylines did I have up until this point for Daredevil? Because the Man Without Fear, the most famous run, I is think still you have Born few, Again. You
0: might have Born Again at the very Was least. Born Again
1: before 89? It had
0: to have been. So then, that was the, so. then what's that? That's the only you like, see,
1: famous Daredevil story you we You guys have,
0: have made issues. You want to see how we do our research? Hey, Google. When did Daredevil Born Again come out? Three years. So right there, you feel me? But they this is also not stories. its own but this and is also in, not a daredevil. Inborn again is Karen Page, uh Foggy Nelson, Nuke, Foggy Nelson, Turk. They got I mean we had yeah, Turk he, in here.
1: There was Turk in here. Turk was I give in you
0: Turk. That was awesome. I'll give you Turk. Uh yeah. Yeah. Uh my biggest last thing that I want to talk about is this idea of this technology that everybody got going. You got rotary phones and all, like they didn't even try to imagine. Yo,
1: they really had like thumb recognition scanners. Yeah. And like full on marble. Wait, somebody this marble else, walls moving like metal doors. Does somebody
0: else answer his secret super secret thing? Does he like pass out and Bill Bixby Picks up the phone at his super secret headquarters or something like that. Like, there's not much security in this place. I don't think that they... I, don't, I hate when they take the liberties that they do like this. Because it almost means to say that those things that they change aren't important. And I think that that's false. No, that's one of the... That's, yes. that's wrong.
1: We've always said it. Like, you know, it has nothing to do with like, how you... It has nothing to do with what you're adapting and what you're writing. It's, if you do it worse than the material that already exists, just do the material that exists.
0: So what do you think it is? Why can't they do either one of these properties justice? Neither one of these properties has had a banger of a of a feature film as as of yet.
1: Yeah, but your movie didn't get a feature film until almost th- until twenty freaking years later. And it's and it's literally really, twenty years twenty years later. You I, finally get a Justice League movie that's not even as good as your movie I wonder, that you're covering I now. Wonder,
0: I wonder if uh, I wonder if that's the case of that. I wonder if they they legit waited twenty years from the the date of the. Of the uh uh the pilot, they waited twenty years from the pilot to do it. I, that's an interesting, that's an interesting thing. And maybe who knows? Maybe with this Snyder cut, we'll get everything we wanted more. I
1: will give you that. Yes, this movie was more of a Daredevil movie than a Hulk movie. We never get an actual trial of Hulk. It was all a dream sequence. And of the t- and of the two girls in here, one of them was a very annoying damsel in distress. Not what's your, what's your favorite
0: friend. joke in in Trial of the Incredible Hulk? Was it a blind joke, Dan? <laughs> maybe. Joke at a blind man's expense. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was a blind, but but you know what? It was when the blind man <laughs> made it. So if a
1: blind man can make a joke on himself, that's called empowerment. That's what
0: Bill Bixby thinks is empowerment because he was the director of that film. <laughs> that's what definitely I, wasn't the writer though. I mean, you got you got to work with what you got, I guess, and that's what they got. Uh, like I said, I like Ninja Daredevil. There was some like weird quasi kung fu because he wasn't doing like. Well, I have to. Punk I ch- book, I, I
1: chalk that up to just '80s choreography. Yeah, like, that's like, what I'm saying.
0: At the time, it wasn't. We weren't. But I'm not gonna lie. Like
1: for what I knew that it was 1980, that was pretty cool choreography for Daredevil to be like. He's like grabbing legs and. There's hitting, a scene
0: like, in the in the alley where he takes down a couple people. That again. Like you would believe that that was the precursor to the comic and all that other kind of stuff. Though. Him
1: taking out know. Fisk's men in his tower, where he's literally like he's cornered two people right here, two people right there. He jumps into the shadows but and comes behind. It
0: take him, but it doesn't take Daredevil's biggest villain of all time, Long, to realize that you just got to put some sound to disable him. So if we're doing that in the back door pilot, you know what I'm saying? Why don't he just call everybody and be like, oh yeah? So when he just shows up, hit your car horns, everybody. No, guy.
1: but they, but but uh. Banner made a point that he didn't know he was blind and he, he you think he would have put those lights if you were blind anybody would have got hurt that that's what his actual line is was he didn't know you were blind because he put those lights there to blind you and he and, and so obviously him, the and, 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 the, and, the and the whole sound he's like anybody would have been disoriented with the sound the only reason why it hit you harder is because of the the abilities you have yeah. so Fisk was just basically getting lucky he was—he was, he was getting—he—he he was throwing enough shit to the wall to see what stuck, and he happened to get lucky that the sonar thing would hurt his ears.
0: We also um, never really had a kingpin sit and try to break bread with other people because that's not what he does.
1: Kingpin's not a man that that, that does that from the comics. He's never been. He up. Didn't
0: do, I mean, he no. I, think, like, I was gonna almost say yeah, but it's like no, he'll, branching he branching out like, like he brings the bread. You understand know what I'm saying? He doesn't break the bread. He brings the bread. Like this is, I'm bringing the bread. So he doesn't. What are y'all so do for me? Kingpin
1: doesn't branch out to other syndicates to work under him. Like should, I don't
0: think he cares about expansion so long as he has a thumb on. Does he really? Hell's City. Is, does he really Hell's only? House Kitchen. Does is is.
1: Is the kingpin nothing more than a Lloyd Cannon? Like a Who New only... York,
0: a New York, uh, local-based... Uh...
1: That's all he cares. He's one man that just cares about four blocks. But this is
0: one of, richest, it's one of the most richest cities in the world. It's one of the... One of the... Is Hell's
1: Kitchen really the, that? No, the... I'm talking about New York, New York oh. City
0: as a hub. Like yes. for business for... for but this man literally market. only cares about eight blocks. But those... But on... In New York City is... Uh, Times Square. Is uh, the stock market. Yes. The stock market controls the entire world. That is also true. Those big banks, those big businesses, a lot of big businesses have their headquarters in New York City. So maybe he thinks he puts, you know, his finger in that pot, fingers in all the pots. But I've never seen him like sit down and be like, "Help me expand," because I feel like that would be admitting that he can't do something on his own. I feel like he would kill. I don't see it as
1: asking for help to expand. I see him extending an olive branch to company to. He's like splitting up the pie He wants to eat the whole pie You don't get that big Without eating the whole pie Every time Yeah but look at all the The, the room of all those men Think of if all those men Decided to just one day Turn on Fisk He's screwed
0: Yeah
1: He's screwed at the, Not just even but in this movie he's screwed movie. because He's an in, inept gangster He wouldn't be screwed if So if, my movie gave us A fucking inept gangster Like a, a smarter kingpin right?
0: No 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 Inept meaning like He didn't no, know No no I'm, I'm how saying
1: More uh, oh. ept Oh. I'm using the word "ept." I make making up my own Not word. right?
0: No, I'm he's saying he's more apt. I'm saying you would, ne- you could never say that due to circumstances, Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin is screwed. The idea of him being screwed doesn't come to mind because he will, but round he, that corner, no, but he, he will was rough that more age. of a powerful crime ball. So like that was his actual So, uh, such so ineffective? He couldn't beat a blind man. He couldn't get a woman killed, and he couldn't get. Uh, Homeboy arrested for the crimes of people. Well, first, people.
1: you do have to always chalk these these kinds of movies, yours and mine. You have to chalk them up to there were guidelines in the MPAA at certain points in our lives. There were certain times bad guys couldn't win. Or and if the bad guys do win, you know, no one can die at their hands. It has to be one of those clean getaways.
0: But at least the weatherman died because of a literal... Well, he didn't die. Well, he got arrested, but he also escaped. He's a G.
1: Uh, he, but, yeah, both of our bad guys escaped. So liter-
0: no, wait, hold on, hold on. Literally, in my film, he had no way of factoring in ice. He was his whole plan had no ice in it. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you so when she showed up and did what she did, that put a thing in his plan. And Kingpin had no, I he didn't put the plans out for Hulk.
1: When he had these plans To beat up dead When he was doing he- Those plans to kill Devil Level was always there He just
0: needed The perfect opportunity so, but to But you could still Kill the devil and the woman Without Hope being there You had several times With those two But you wanted He was playing the long game He was trying to Are you bait. gonna Are you gonna openly say That you wanted a woman to die Go ahead Say, uh, I say I want, it I want effective For the sake of For the sake of the story Maybe For sure. the sake of the story I want effective And threatening villains Mine wasn't that uh threatening, but he was effective. He but he did also, cause hail and a tornado. Think of it this way: Metro this isn't,
1: City. This was the first time where we got without someone dying. This was the first time that, that we got a Karen, um, whatever. The, what the hell was his name? Turk. No, the my guy. I like. I used to like him, and now I Boggy. No, uh, Kingpin's boy that died. It's Wesley it was a Karen Wesley situation without Wesley falling in love with Karen. Karen ended up getting away. Karen kills oh Wesley, God, though. You
0: completely... I just remember that whole fucking side plot. There's a side plot where...
1: Oh, that was terrible. King yeah, no. Quinn
0: has the woman that he wants dead. And for some reason, he's keeping her in the guest house. And then one of his people falls in love Which with her. Which is why she was... He, that's probably why she was alive the whole time. He could probably kept telling her, don't kill her, don't kill her. Alone, that storyline alone is more problematic than anything you can say about the woman in my... No, no, in no. My, I, there was a
1: point where I thought that she was going to get raped to death.
0: Or where what if she fell for him? What if it became some kind of weird Stockholm Syndrome thing?
1: No, but they put a knife in that by literally calling her a monster. Yes, he had his whole change of heart moment and saved her life. But at the end of the day, in her head, it doesn't matter that he saved her life. He's still a monster. He's still a killer. He's still a murderer. Hmm. So it sh- so she never felt for him. They never got together. And you never even saw so much as a goddamn hand holding. Yes, the guy liked her. We're guys. That's just how our, our brains are wired. We're going to like a girl. you often
0: like people that you're keeping hostage?
1: Well, I don't keep nobody hostage. That's but- good.
0: But uh, your Dom DeLuise ass Kingpin does. And that's what people need to people Who's need to, to say that he out.
1: wasn't being manipulated by his own right hand? Guy and, and, was probably and, and, telling him, please don't kill him. That's the a thing.
0: Bit. Like, why would you? It reminds me of like the early two thousand CGI. We weren't ready for that because our technology hadn't caught up yet. The ideas that we had in our heads... Weren't as good as the computers that we had. At
1: the I don't know. I think the effects in nineteen ninety two's Terminator Two leaps and bounds over half the
0: technology we see today. Right, but that was less computer animated, more like other things. Right, they used practical stuff with the with the actual. Um, I'm talking like, about when
1: Robert, when Robert, uh, whatever his name was, walked Frost? through. No, that's when, not Robert Frost. Uh, I think is Robert something when he walks through the bars and the you Liquid literally metal. see his
0: face just go yeah. through and then it just oh man oh when it comes to chrome they could do chrome <laughs> you okay. know what they can do chrome all with It's everything else is garbage so it's like they weren't ready to play with those tools yet you know and I feel like with this it's the same thing like they you wanted to do, do, do Daredevil but you didn't really want to do Daredevil you didn't want to do it the right way you didn't want to do it all the way you didn't want to do it the way it was supposed to be done you were doing it the, way, the shortcut way and um same thing with like like the Kingpin like he's He's a tech genius, but what's tech in nineteen eighty nine? Hand it's it's they were literally taking security cameras. Security think of a security camera, people taking them and they had like suction on the bottom and they would just stick them places and open and shutcase. Now they have to I mean it's out. the
1: same thing of using C force tech. It was tack. What well, what would you rather? Would you rather a suction or tack? Now hold on. Speaking of security comments, thank you. Thank you so much for reminding me. My fucking movie, one, had great cinematography. There was a scene when, when um, uh, Daredevil went to go break one of the security cameras and you literally see the shot from POV. You see the, the, the baton break the camera and the camera just whoosh, cut out and the whole screen goes dark. For 87, that was an awesome shot. You
0: had amazing shots. Your film was also with oh, the score. This movie
1: score. I'm about to go download the movie score because I'm literally... Know. No, th- th- this score was great.
0: I don't like inactive heroes. And this your movie is about somebody who doesn't want to do the right thing. <laughs> and that's the reason why I think
1: that's just a Marvel trope in general.
0: For, that's for, got to be a... for Hulk.
1: Yeah, Marvel basically trope
0: for Hulk, not for everybody. Which is Squirrel why Girl, Wh- if that if Squirrel Girl was on that train, she'd help that woman.
1: Which is why I guess you right. everyone's correct in this way that you it's hard to make a Hulk movie and yes. hard to make it interesting. Yeah, because I I'm I don't know if I would I this is me. I don't know if I would watch a, a Hulk movie that's 100% Hulk. Yeah. Like start to finish, not one instance of Bruce Banner. I don't know if I would watch that because it would be for to me, I feel like it would be too fast-paced. Yeah. Cuz now he can't go to sleep because you're you're making the stance to not show Banner. Second he goes to sleep, Banner's Banner's back. So if you're going to have a Hulk 24/7 Hulk that that's never going to sleep, bro, I'm going to get so I'm going to get winded. Yeah. I, you know, I'm gonna, I love when movies take breaks, when, when movies go from day to night, when you know that it's been three, four days, when, when, when things are not in real time. Like, Phone Booth is a phenomenally done movie, but I get winded 45 minutes into Phone Booth because in 45 minutes, their movie literally went 45 minutes. The movie's yeah. done in real time. The movie's literally done in an hour and a half real time type thing. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. I get winded. So I don't know if a Hulk movie would ever be able to be done good.
0: I like I like I said, and I implore our listeners to, if you haven't read it, go read um, Immortal Hulk. My phone is going off. Go read Immortal Hulk, please. I'm gonna end uh, up reading
1: that. You guys cut. Co- you cut. Co- you and Greg covered it, right? Uh, Could have sworn you and Greg covered that. There was a Hulk one that you and Greg did cover together.
0: No, we didn't cover. No, it. you covered World War Hulk. World War Hulk. So if you didn't cover Immortal Hulk, ooh. um, no, Immortal Hulk is amazing. And the reason why it's amazing is because the Hulk is is depicted as, like, the Hulk transformation is depicted as, like, a werewolf. Like, he has his own conscience. He has his own memories. Um, and every time you kill Bruce Banner, the Hulk comes out.
1: Essentially, yeah. So You can never kill Bruce Banner. No, but Banner. I'm saying
0: in this instance in particular in the Immortal Hulk. He's just trying to live his life, and then he'll get into, like, a bar fight, and somebody will just shoot him. And so then the Hulk will come out. Hunt that person down, and it's all it's all depicted as a horror film,
1: and he goes back to Bruce Banner after... eventually, the- yeah,
0: and then he'll go into some where it's crap and somebody well will, i mean uh, of will, the will, of the know. Hulk stuff that I've read, I've read a lot
1: of non canon Hulk like feature like Hulk yeah. featuring in stories, essentially all of his shit has been basically a horror, but this, this was, role they, in they old they finally, man Logan, but they
0: finally rolled into it. you know what I'm saying that's what i'm saying i I, I implore you uh world war hulk um they literally they literally lean Immortal into Hulk? the hor- Immortal, sorry Immortal Hulk they literally lean into it way more than they ever have before and they w- they do it in a way that kind of makes you think like why did they do this before and you if you look up Immortal is Hulk is that the
1: Hulk story where it ends where basically the nuke goes off and the entire world oh, no hasn't like-
0: ended it hasn't ended yet it's still going alright
1: cause I remember there was a Hulk story where essentially it, the, the story ends by a nuke like going off and covering the entire world in radiation that only Hulk can withstand and he finally gets Goes back to that Bruce Banner familiar. and dies. I don't remember
0: the name of that story, but that sounds familiar. Um, in in the story that I'm talking about, um, is still going on now. Yeah, and oh, it's, and shit. it's incredibly gory. It's gory, like it, there's people's bodies being ripped open, appendages. At one point, somebody literally pulls his heart out and tries to eat it. So it's 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 hard. It's hard to the tenth the, degree. Like they pull out Hulk's actual or, Bru- or Bruce Banner Hulk's heart. How the fuck? It's, yeah, that's I, what I'm saying. It, it changes everything you think you know about the Hulk. It literally. Changes all that. So people go ahead oh, I'm and, gonna read uh, that. and check that I'm going to read the shit out of that. It's a shame, Dan. These films weren't bad. They're definitely not the worst of the worst that we've covered Of, of everything that we've
1: covered, right. I, would, I would put them up there with, with like the like Superman 4 wasn't bad. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the, the cliche ones would be Batman Returns, Iron Man 3, Thor 2, and Hulk. Like you know, Say what you will, those are actually, they were still money-making movies. They yeah. still made their money. If we're just talking about straight, what the Awkward. These right. people thinking, these two movies were better than everything we've covered. They were definitely better than Green Lantern. And
0: and I also, I mean, not to be depressing, but like, I also think we're dealing with like much worse stuff in like the real world. Yeah. <laughs> that to watch some of this stuff is like, is this really that bad? This was the end of our world when everything was better. But now that the world is literally ending. This is not that bad. These, these yeah. Ima- imagine if we were covering bad. these
1: two, two years ago.
0: Right. I probably what? like, what the hell is it? And I said it. Read the article, people. Be, he really
1: did write an article the hating notes. the... I can't believe it. Be, but if that's the one thing that we love the most about Which Was Worse is being able to say, you know, I think we're a little bit too hard on that movie. Yeah, it has problems. Oh, it's incredibly flawed. But I think we're being a little bit too hard. I don't know how many times I've managed to tell myself I think I was being a little bit too hard on that movie. I, if you would have came to me last year and told me that I would love Superman four. Like, legit, of the four Superman movies that came out from 77 to 80-whatever, that Superman 4 would be my favorite of those four, I'd think you were you were on drugs. <laughs> I God. would think you, you were on drugs. I was like, what the hell? I'm never even going to watch Superman 4. I haven't even seen Superman 3 in its entirety. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I want to watch Richard Pryor be a bad guy.
0: But that's what we do here as part of the comic book, like and part of the Major Issues podcast, is we push the envelope. When you think that there's something that you may not like, or you think that there's something that cannot be redeemed. We sit here and we do it as part of the Major Issues podcast. And now we have officially entered our uh what is it? The 8th episode of, of of Which was Worse where Which was Worse 8. Yes, we're over 150 episodes in the bank. We're over 10,000 listens. All kinds of cool um accomplishments are happening around us. So, first of all, I want to thank you guys for listening to this. Uh, they listening to us ran about two pretty maligned films. Um, and thank you for listening all the way. If you want to listen to other episodes of the major issues podcast, and I would suggest going back and listening to some classic episodes of which was worse, go to, uh, comicbookclick.com. That's the one stop for all things click. Episodes of the major issues podcast, uh, our merchandise articles written by members of the click. And even in about us, you can find out a little bit about the guys who do the things behind the scenes. All of the merchandise was designed by me, uh, and that, those th- things are flying off the shelves. You can get an official Comic Book Click shirt or mask uh, from our Tee Public store. All you gotta do is hit that shop CBC link at comicbookclick.com. Um, but we're not only available at comicbookclick.com as far as the podcast is concerned, we're available whatever podcasts are found. That's Stitcher, Podbean, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, um, Google Podcast, Spotify, TuneFind, YouTube. Um, wherever podcasts are found, type in Major Issues Podcast. And you can even type us into Google. Type in Major Issues Podcast, and we'll be the first ones to pop up right up because we're always talking about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media.
1: There'll never be an excuse of why you can't find us. There, Where to find it? Where do we find you? How do I find you? I can't find you. I want to listen to your podcast. Listen, Google, Major Issues Podcast, we're literally an entire first page. From Podbean to Stitcher to Slacker Radio to Spotify, we yeah. are – you will – you see, our most listened to episodes. Like, I've looked at it myself. You type in Major Issues Podcast, five episodes are coming up in italicized, bold, and black. Like, five episodes. So, there is no way that you guys cannot find us.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, we're, we do that for you guys. We made ourselves as openly available. We're a little bit thirsty, but you know, we're leaving ourselves open uh, for you guys. Come in, sit down, chat with us. And you can do so by following us at facebook.com slash click, Instagram at click, or use the hashtag combookclick click to talk about the newest hot and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. I've been to the future. I see what we become, and we do become something great. So I can't tell you how we do that, because if I do, then odds are we will erase both of these films from history, and this episode would not make any sense. So I can't do any of that. All I can do is say jump on the bandwagon before it ends up being full, We're not done with bad movies yet, ladies and gentlemen. Next week, we are tackling New Mutants. Oh, God damn it. We we got it. We have to. We have to.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah. We got to tackle
0: New Mutants. So, New Mutants will be next on the docket. uh, And we hope to see you guys there when we get there. If you could do us a favor and like, share, and subscribe, and rate and review us on iTunes, it's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't like, which helps us tremendously. Uh, Next week, I think I'll read some reviews uh, out so that people can know uh, that we appreciate them. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We'll be back to cover New Mutants next week. But my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. I am Dan, the comic book man. And this was Which Was Worse 8, The Trial of the Incredible Hulk versus the Justice League of America TV pilot. And remember, whether or not you're not happy enough with your name, so you want to switch it from your middle. Whether you like a little bit of fire, whether you like a little bit of ice, whether you think Martian Manhunter was entirely too big, <laughs> or whether you think Kingpin should have been bald, remember, nothing's worse. Remember, we are the Click, and remember, you, yes you, are worthy.